Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 37. On this episode, Dine Peace goes to Marfa, Texas, and we got the juicy bits, including Questlove's new sandwich, a gout-friendly themed sauce on you, with Charles DiMacali of hashtag schmackin' and hashtag best food bay area, and more. Episode 37, wifey's look good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold up. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, bro nuts. Glaze at 420. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dine Peace. It's Chavid Dang. Welcome to Sit Down to Be Hungry, episode 37. We're always glad to see hear you. No, we don't hear we you. We don't hear see anybody. You hear us. I see you. Yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Who are you shouting out, Chavid? As per uh, your intro, I want to give a shout out to our commenters on our latest Austin on You post. Um, yeah, we had a lot of activity on that post, so thank you for all the participants. And thank you for letting us know where you stand about your fried dough. <laughs> Got really heated in there. Um, I feel like there's even distribution of which ones people were getting rid of. Um, I still pe- get rid of all three. I'm firm on that. I was just about to touch on that. You know, <laughs> being that you're still not a gigantic donut fan, I'm glad a lot of our listeners were. All the discussion is very nice. Please keep it up. And to continue on that donut train, our producer, Flan Reyes, recently just had a birthday. And oh, uh, we'll get to, to that. Your- we'll get to that. One more quick shout out. I want to give to uh, the Nash and Proper food truck in Sacramento. It was fun kind of weirdly hanging out with you guys the other day and uh, sampling some stuff. Why was it weird? Because we didn't order a lot at first, but then we got this. We got a free chicken sandwich. Oh. So Flan and I went. Uh, we were very full because we ate tacos at the Mexican church beforehand, and we just wanted to go like try some. So Flan was like, do you guys just want a bite? You just want to share a tender? <laughs> so they were parked outside a bottle in Barlow. Uh, we walked up, and Flan orders a single tender. Okay. <laughs> A la carte. No, you with the potato salad. Okay. To share between four, two a la cartes. Four dudes is about a bite each. And because we were full, we were like good with that. But then this family that came next to us, they said, Hey, would you like a free sandwich? Because Nash and Proper, for the listeners that don't know, they do Nashville style fried chicken in Sacramento. They ordered two sandwiches. They ordered one mild, they ordered one hot. They had a bite of the mild and were like, okay, we can't do this hot. <laughs> So although we were already full, they came to Flan and I were like, hey, do you want a sandwich? And being the degenerates and food people that we are, we accepted, and it was very delicious. So shout out to Nash and Proper. You always show love on our page. Uh, we lo- we'd love to keep showing you guys love. And um, you guys are in Sacramento, or you want to go to Sacramento just to have it, you should because it's extremely delicious. That's all. <laughs> Back to what you were mentioning. Yes. So we had a Flan cake. Not made of flan. It was not made of flan. <laughs> it was very much not made of flan. So I finally got to try Bob's Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so let's back up a little bit. So about a week ago was uh, Flan's birthday. He was DJing at your guys' Cuff and SF party. And um, Is that not yours also? No, it's, you, it's your guys'. <laughs> I, I only help with the Sacramento one. Oh, okay. It's your guys's. I just like attending. I mean, attending. Yeah, attending. <laughs> I don't know if we covered last year doing for Flan's birthday, but we did the ice cream sandwich cake mm-hmm. where we just spent too much time unwrapping like 36 ice cream sandwiches <laughs> yes. and they just fell apart. Yes. So this year we're like, how can we outdo this? And then I was like, oh yeah, Bob's makes the big donut. Which I didn't know. Really? It's, it's like they have a challenge for it. So like if you yeah. go there and you can eat it in like under three minutes, you get in like the wall of fame and a free shirt. So how blah, much blah, blah. is this donut? It is... 
it's about a dozen donuts put together. Oh, really? I didn't realize so, that one donut is a dozen donuts. So a big donut is $12. Is that good value compared to buying 12 individual uh, donuts? It's worth the Instagram post. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but how much is a dozen donuts at Bob's? Probably 12, probably like a dollar a piece, probably $12. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't usually look at the price tag when I go to Bob's because I'm usually not sober. Okay. Um, Good point. This time I was in order to pre... I had to call them ahead of time and okay. I was like, yo, can I get three big ones? That's awesome that you could do that in a short amount of time because it yeah. was day of. Yeah, I called them, you know, at about 5 p.m. Um, we had to get to... We had to assemble the cake at about 11. So I bought three. I think some social posts about this will make it up on our page by the time the show comes out. But we put one big donut down. It's probably what, like maybe 10 inches around maybe, would you say? Uh, cannot answer okay. that one. So I laid one down, um, bought ice cream, smeared it on top to do a layer, put another one on top, smeared ice cream again to do a layer, finally topped it with a third donut, sprinkle. Oh, the donuts were maple, by the way. I picked maple. And then uh, we did whipped cream on top. We did um, cake toppers, which also was our friend Dez's birthday that you heard the shout out from last show. So happy birthday to Dez as well. Um, we had a cake topper for Dez, a cake topper for John. In the photo, you're going to have to zoom in real hard to see John, <laughs> John's uh, cake topper. Because yeah. we didn't know what size What was scale we're dealing with on scale. the Amazon order. Thanks, Drew. And then for saltiness, put some bacon bits on it as well. And then also... Because it goes with ba- maple. Yeah, because that's why I specified the maple. And then also, um, just because why not, I asked the guy, I was like, because I told him on the phone what I was doing, and he was like, that's awesome. And I was like, but I also want to get some holes to garnish around, too. I was like, how many holes should I get? And then he just said, well, about five dozen fits in our half dozen box, you know, for regular donuts. So I was like, all right, fine, five dozen. So just sprinkled out throughout the entire cake. Uh, we did five dozen holes as well. It was like like a cucumbush. Yes. <laughs> it looked like that, but with donut holes. Yeah. It was a very fun experience. What I did like about the construction is that as the ice cream melted, it kind of seeped into the donut and kind of gave it like a tres leches feeling. Yeah. I don't know if anyone noticed that. And I don't know if I was going for that from the start, but once it happened, it was I was a, like... It was a happy accident. I was like, yeah, this is intentional. The one piece that I did get to try, I love, like, it had, like, a little crunch. Yeah. That, you know, we all love texture. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely threw on a lot of extra sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Not only for color, it was kind of dark in there. Not only for color, but also for the texture. Yeah, and, and uh, so I loved, like, the cold ice cream, the spongy donut, and then the fried part of the donut. It was all... It, it worked really well. Yeah, and even though I've been going to Bob's for years, like, here and there, getting a donut when I'm drunk... Um, you know, I feel like on first impression, if you go a lot, you think the big donut is more of like a touristy gimmicky thing. But once you once you are able to reassess what else its purposes can be, I feel like this cake was the best possible usage for someone not trying to do that. Yeah. So no, this, is, this was a great idea. And you did a very good job executing <laughs> it and uh, drawing it out. I had. Yeah, I did a sketch. There's, there's, there's a sketch with the diagram with it all pulled out. I don't know if Lon's seen it. I don't know if I want to show him because I still want to keep it magic for him. So maybe he won't <laughs> see the sketch. But um it was an elaborate plan. I'm glad we pulled it off. And I'm glad everyone got to enjoy it because it's really cool to share fried pastry with everybody. <gasps> that was tiring. <laughs> My hands were very sticky from cutting everyone's slices yes. at the end. <laughs> so good. Let's see. What else was going on? Oh, yeah. You went on a trip. Yes. I went to Marfa. Tell the people about Marfa. So Marfa is a very weird town. I'm glad I went. I don't need to go again. Wait, do we say what state it was in? It's in central Texas. Okay. And about, um, you said it was how many hours from El Paso? So I had to fly into El Paso and then drive three hours. Okay. Oh, one quick thing. I, so I had an overnight in El Paso, and I was thinking, oh, we're very close to Mexico. I'm probably going to get good Mexican food. 
It was also very late night, so I looked up what was available, and there was one place, forgot the name already, but they're known for their rolled tacos, taquitos, which I love. I was just even drooling over the ones you said you had today at work. I had taquitos for lunch today. Thanks, Yusenia's mom. And then Al Pastor plate, and we don't really have Al Pastor here. So it was a treat for me. It was delicious. And how they serve it is it's on a plate of pastor, and then four tortillas on top, and you assemble the tacos yourself. Kind of like Leo's in L.A.? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was interesting. Anyways, that was very delicious. Started the trip really Wait, good Wait, so there. was that in Marfa or was that in El Paso? That was in El Paso. So okay. that was a quick thing. I was like, oh, I'm so close to Mexico. I should probably get some good Mexican food. And it was very happy about that. So in Marfa, I was excited to go to Convenience West, which was, um, if you guys don't remember, it's the one barbecue joint in Marfa, Texas. I'm surprised they only have one. Once you go there, you won't be surprised. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> if you ever make it there, Marfa is a very small town. There's about 2,000 people. And I could not tell if anyone there was from Marfa. It seems like most people living there were not from Marfa. And it's a lot of art folks because Donald Judd in like the 60s bought this ta- desolate town. I just and put made together it, a terrible joke in and my head. And made it this art destination. And so... There's like a hodgepodge of mixed things together because there's one barbecue place. There's one Dairy Queen. <laughs> there's a Mediterranean food truck. Just one? Yes. Oh. <laughs> one Mediterranean food truck. One pizza joint. Two kind of cute. That's really two cool. Two nicer upscale restaurants. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's oh, get, and Marfa Burrito, which I'm going to touch about. Yeah, let's get into that. those. But uh, so Convenience West is new. It's the barbecue spot that I was super excited to try. Also being my first time in Texas, so I was curious, you know, about Texas barbecue. To pre-fame it, we had to eat outside and it was really cold, colder than San Francisco. Um, wow. We had a dog with us. Oh, wow. I was bundled up the whole time. And so my food got cold really fast and I like to eat my food hot. So I think that affected my experience. So I got the brisket. Um... The Frito pie sausage that I was hoping Yo, that they would have. That looked very exciting. Yes. And um, the sides, I got a green bean salad and a potato salad. And then it was a blue corn uh, cornbread. And I remember you posted a picture in the chat with that. And it blew everyone away because, you know, you expect a golden or yellow looking cornbread. So everyone saw, I was like, yo, is that the cornbread? Well, also just the price alone. The price was very, very affordable. It looked like it too. And and, you, and I'll share a photo of it, but it was a tr- like a tray of meat. Yeah. And so I'm pretty spoiled. We've talked about Native Sons Barbecue, and that's kind of my Ooh. baseline as what is good barbecue to me. I've and we'll get more had, on that in a little bit later in I've this segment. I've never had it outside of California. I mean, I, I, I did have it in Atlanta. I thought it was good, and then I've had it in Marfa. The brisket was kind of dry for me. And it was a lot of inconsistencies between the six people of us. I tried uh. bits from each person, and it was all different. So mine was a little dry, extra salty. My friend Coco's was very dry, but no flavor. Mm. Um, was there a sauce situation involved? There is a barbecue sauce. Was not impressed. The green hot sauce, I did enjoy that. Okay. All the sides were very good. I thought that was good. The pickles on the side, and I'm not a huge pickle fan, those were actually really good. Was it a highlight from that? No, nothing Nothing super highlight. Um, the Frito pie sausage, what I did okay, enjoy yeah, about is- that is that it was chunks of cheddar that mm. was extruded into the casing. And so when it was cooked, 
the chunks melted and so it made like holes in the sausage Ooh. with melty cheese and that I really did enjoy the texture of that. Were there any Fritos actually in it? It's grounded in. There's no crunch because uh, it, you know, see, that the was meat, like, meat is wet. <laughs> that was probably one of my, my biggest selfish things. I would have hoped they could have figured out somehow, like, how can you get it to still be in there and still yeah. be crunchy? I understand that's a very, like, daunting task to execute. But, I mean, being, like, what you would expect, if that could be pulled off, I would be, like, so hyped about that. Yeah, so I'm super excited to try it. Like I said, it was the only barbecue option. It didn't taste bad. Mm. I wasn't blown away. Like how I am whenever I eat Native Sons, I'm blown away every time. The cornbread was pretty dry, and mm. so that was pretty sad. Uh, but the folks were super nice. It's a cute place. So, I mean... I'd still check it out. Yeah, I, th I think you would. Mm. I ate more Frito pie than I thought I would. Like, on top of this Frito pie sausage, yeah. you just ate more Frito pie in <laughs> I general. I Frito pie at the observatory at the Star Party. Uh -huh. Yeah, I had a few times while I was there for a few days. You were Frito high on Frito <laughs> pie. Sorry, that yeah, was bad, too. Like a, a bunch really of weird bad. little restaurants, but um, my highlight, I'd say, from the Marfa food, the food part of Marfa, on our last day, and this was, we were getting a meal before leaving um, to drive back to El Paso, and it was Marfa Burrito. So mind you, in Marfa, to get anywhere, it's about five minutes. Uh -huh. like, it's That's how big it, the whole town is. <laughs> so everything, so is, cute. everything is five minutes away. Yeah, Marfa Burrito is this little house. You go inside, there's a small window, and it looks like some a family kitchen with uh, a wooden table of condiments and what kind the of sauces. Condiments, what kind of condiments? All the different hot sauces. Oh, um, okay. We ate a lot of Valentino hot sauce that weekend. Okay. Um, love that was kind of like the, the hot sauce of choice of everywhere we went mm. as far as we ate uh, when we were eating like Tex-Mex food and condiments. And then there was like a back room where there were tables, but uh, they just sell burritos, cash only. For breakfast, you had like potato and egg, chorizo, and all these different other kinds. But it was a very small menu. I think there was only six items on there. I love that, though. I love the simplicity. Everything was about $5. Okay. Except wow. for like the steak burrito, I think it was like seven dollars. Whoa! No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. We we just kept two, our prices here are so high that that just sounds like a dream. I didn't get to meet the woman who owns it, but um, they don't really speak English, um, so you either just kind of point to it. I chose the chorizo and egg burrito because mm -hmm. that's what I like. Five dollars, and so I had no idea how big this burrito was going to be. Um, it was the size of my forearm. Ooh. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I already was intrigued, but now I'm even and more then, intrigued. And so then, I, you know, I had to do all the photos. I went outside, took it, took it in front of the banner. Um, Need that lighting. Uh, Uncle Tony. You know, a lot of actually celebrities have gone to Marfa Burrito. That's pretty like cool. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Did Matthew <he>? McConaughey. <laughs> and uh, our beloved Uncle Tony. I saw you post that. That's yeah. pretty cool, too. I'm, I'm glad that you include potatoes in their breakfast burrito because, you know, from listening to this show, how big a fan I am of potatoes. When I read a breakfast burrito... It's weird, but the, like that's the first ingredient I look for. Yeah. If I read a breakfast burrito's like line items, if I don't see potatoes, I lose interest. So for me, with the for the breakfast burritos, because our family restaurant, we put uh, like hash browns. Oh, see, hash same, browns. yeah, same, same. As long as so, you have some of it, something. So like, if it's not a hash brown in my breakfast burrito, then I don't want it. I don't want mm. like a home fry in it. I need that crunchy texture in it. But you can do a home fry and still get it crispy, though. It's just got to be done right. I feel like yeah. I agree with you because I've had. I think I've had more bad home fries than good home fries. Mm -hmm. And I prefer like a French fry or a hash brown too. But I feel like if you can get a home fry crispy enough, I don't discriminate if you can get it to that level. Yeah. So was it home fries or was it hash browns in here? Or what was their situation? I didn't get like? potato on my burrito, but it's uh, a home fry situation. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd have to get potato if I went. So what was the most exciting thing about this burrito was that the tortilla was freshly made. And I've never had a fresh 
We made tortilla burrito. It's flour, correct? It's flour. Okay. Yes. Uh, it was. That was everything to me. <laughs> was it toasty? Was it like additionally toasted as well, mm-hmm. or was it, yeah. okay? Yeah. So not only fresh, but also fresh and then rolled, then toasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds amazing. For five dollars. For five. I, and you guys Hate know you. I don't really eat all my fruit. I ate all of this. Yeah. I think I left the butt of the burrito <laughs> where it's just tortilla. I was like. I'm good. See, for me, that that's like my extra sauce receptacle. <laughs> like, I'll find whatever extra salsa I have or whatever. That's just like an extra sauce receptacle when I get to that point. And then I hit myself after. But that's how burritos are, baby. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I ate in Marfa. Um, I had a great time, I think. I'm excited to see what's going to pop up there um, in the next few years because it's definitely growing. And uh, curious to see, like, what food is going to happen there because the group of friends I was there, they're like, yeah, you should just move here and do Vietnamese food. You'll kill it. It sounds like a pretty blank canvas almost. It is. You kind of can just do anything there. Mm, It's the new place of opportunity. Maybe. Maybe. I I am intrigued. So Chavit is going to talk about his food vendor. Uh, that I was a part of for like half part of, of it. Half, half of it? Yeah, I'd say a good, a good half of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe after like the last show, I wasn't really sure what I was looking forward to yet, but um, I was like, there was a couple pop-ups coming up. I didn't realize there were so many coming up like, like right after another. I ended up going to six pop-ups in five days. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I started to treat it like a sport at the end. Like I felt like this was some feat I had to just shoot for. It could have turned into seven, but I kept it to six. Because I feel like it's too many to go through each thing in depth. And I feel like a lot of them might have been repeats. We've talked about it in this show. Let's run through oh, it. Let's run through it. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's go. So first Ready. one, uh, on a Wednesday, hit up Taco Sincero in Oakland, which um, Sincere um, has, has been known for his taco pop-up. I have never had them. I'd only known about his famous breakfast sandwiches that he used to do as Mr. Bolenka. Insanely good. Um, the sweet potato was a highlight. I, I already love vegetarian tacos, but that one was like on a whole other level. Insanely good. He had a good mole torta that was also amazing. Um, shout out to Sincere because those were insanely good, and I cannot wait to eat them again. Thursday, we all went to Square Pie Guys again, so shout out to those dudes. Yes. Bought our sauces again. Uh, I bought a ranch just for that day. <laughs> and the newcomer, Daniel, Yeah. he State did a guy. pie from scratch. Oh, yeah, he did a build-your-own. None of us have ever done a build-your-own pie before. Yeah. We always went with their standard and maybe added a topping, and he built his own, and it was really tasty. Very good. Pepperoni. Pickled peppers. The pickled peppers were amazing. Mushroom bacon. No, I think he did vodka sauce. And vodka sauce. I, you got to get that. Vo- was a really good combo. Mm-hmm. The kale pesto was on point that day. Mm-hmm. Always good from Square Pie Guys. Yes. Friday, our good pal Hedgen did a Big Bad Wolf family style dinner called Tribe. And that was amazing. Her, She did this like broth with this crispy rice in it that I really enjoyed. I heard that was a hit. It was a big hit for me. Her banchan was always great. Short ribs were a big hit with everybody, especially because she did them as like a wrap this time, like a di- it almost was like a daikon disc to make a wrap. It looked with. like that, yeah. Fantastic. We celebrated Dez's birthday there. Um, she had a strawberry shortcake requested. That was very nice. Um, the wings were on point. So Hedgens killed it like always. And then to get the timeline straight, that's when we, afterwards we did uh, Flan's donut cake. Saturday, your pop up. Chavin was my front of house slash runner. Yeah. I'm counting it as a pop-up. I ate it, though, too, because we did get to have family meal afterwards and, and get to enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. That was really fun. I think everyone really liked the bunsaos. The veggie one was tasty, just as good as the meat one was. I thought so, too. The eggs were a big hit. The mangoes were amazing, uh, which were pickled in fish sauce. Oh, the baby clams were amazing, too. I'm saying amazing way too much because that's but the real truth. But quick, so Lucas, past show 
what, what do we call Nina on the show? Nina Colada? Pina Colada? We came up with a couple of them. Anyway, so past guest, Nina uh, helps me at Anchoy. So afterwards, Lucas had some of the baby clams, and he's like, oh, that was really, really good. Oh, yeah, I remember this moment now, and actually. Like, actually, your sister made that. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> Nina made it? I was like, I showed her one time. And she made it the rest of the day. For the listeners, too, Lucas also cooks professionally, and he's very good at it. And so Nina's job was, I didn't have to go to school. Spicy! Your menu wasn't that spicy. I just went to amp school. (laughs) (laughs) And just how we all, we were like, it's time for iron tavios. Let's have an iron tavios, and we have to pick the ingredient. And first thing Lucas said was, clams can't be on the menu. <laughs> so you've heard Nina on this show. I feel like we need to get Lucas whenever he's down. We need to get down. Lucas on here. And we need to make iron tavios happen, because yeah. <laughs> I want to be there. Okay. If we can judge it, that'd be amazing. Yes. Okay, so back to pop-ups. Yeah. Sorry. I think that's number four. That's four pop-ups. The next day, Sunday, start the day with slaps and smacks. You've heard Jug Mac on the show before. Uh, he was at Trademark. He did uh, vegan banh mi. He did katsu, and he did okonomiyaki Hiroshima style. Yep. Um, we shared okonomiyaki there with the homie hookup by having the curry sauce on it. So ask for that next time he does it. Um, if you ask really nicely. Stop messing up everyone's flow, Chavin. Hey, there. <laughs> fine, whatever. And then strategic move ordered katsu to go because the second leg of Sunday was to go, like we mentioned earlier, to Native Sun to see Marvin do his thing and kill it. He sold out in two, three hours. I two think. hours, I believe. Ran out of beef ribs instantly. Thought he ran out of food, ended up finding a secret bonus brisket in the back and made everyone very happy. And uh, everybody got food and it was amazing as always because yes. Marvin knows what he is doing and he's hands down making the best barbecue in the Bay Area. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, man, that's that's six. Yeah, that's a lot of that's, food. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that many pop-ups. You were going to go to one more and you were like, I can't. I couldn't do it. I tried. Slutty Vegan from Atlanta, very well known for their Impossible Burgers was popping up in Oakland, and I feel bad because actually our guest who we're going to introduce later on in this show wanted to go with me for his lunch break because he works the night shift. And at that point, I was too spent, and I was like, we're going to have to get him next time if they ever come back. But I could not eat any more pop-up food or my body would pop. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Yeah. It is now time for the Juicy Bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach need to know about. All right, what do we got this week? This first one is from Hypebeast. Unusual for this show. Yeah, yeah. But nice for once. Questlove introduces impossible plant-based meat cheesesteak sandwich. I feel like they could have worded that a little smoother, but I'm glad that this is a thing. A new take on a Philly tradition. Questlove is continuing his foray in the food world with Questlove's cheesesteak. This Grammy award-winning musician is introducing a vegetarian approach to his hometown's cheesesteak. I mean, I guess they have to say vegetarian, not vegan, right? Because I feel like the cheese has really got to sell this dish, and then you can't use vegan cheese with this, I feel like, to do a cheesesteak. No. Yeah. Vegan cheese is not okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it can be in certain settings. I no. feel like, Okay. <laughs> we might differ on that. But I feel like this one has to have real cheese, and it looks like they do. Um, the article does say that it, it was first tested at the annual Roots Picnic last year. Um, which I actually am trying to go to this year, so mm-hmm. I'd be excited to get one. And it looks like it did really well. It was only served in the VIP area to kind of friends and family. And then if you scroll down on the article, it shows like the promo picture for it, and it looks really nice. Like it's got like a nice backdrop. It's lit really well. You know, like ever since like the Impossible Meat option has been out, like I don't think I've seen anyone say like, "Oh, it's not good." Right? It's kind like, of designed. I, have, to be- I haven't seen anyone say Impossible Meat is not good. No, it's grown in a lab. Like, it's supposed to, it was designed to be delicious. Exactly. And of course, like, 
I think anyone that would listen to this show or is aware of like their their marketing and their branding, it's not marketed towards vegetarians. It's marketed towards meat eaters. Yeah. I mean, like, you could put impossible in anything, and then there's a wow factor. Yeah. Every time I've had it, I've enjoyed eating it. Exactly. And, I, I'll, and it's I'll more cr- like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is not meat, you know? Yeah. I'm glad they didn't use that. I can't believe it's not butter branding, though, because that kind of got old. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad they're doing it in this way where they're kind of, like, partnering up with, like, cool or trending entities to kind of really push it. And um, I'm all for it. So um, they're going to debut it. Um, actually, by the time this show comes out, it will have just debuted at the Citizens Bank Park for the Phillies home opener game. Nice. And it will be available all season. Also at all Live Nation-owned venues across the country. So I'm actually going to check and see if, uh, if any of these concerts I'm going to coming up are Live Nation concerts. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe we'll be able to get it closer. I definitely would get one. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I think this is a cool partnership because I think, you know, anybody like us that follows not only hip hop and music, but also food knows he's such a big fan of food. So to kind of get to see him kind of lay his steak down, pun, I guess intended, whatever, with something like this, I think is only only a positive thing. Like, I'm excited about it. I hopefully get to try one. Yeah, congrats to Questlove, because this is a cool move. And in normal Hypebeast fashion... Um, <laughs> well, no, Hypebeast fashion isn't normal fashion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, when you go to the comments of this article, quite a few of these anonymous people are all saying, Beyond is better than impossible. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know Beyond is kind of like their main competitor. It's almost like the Coke versus Pepsi. It's almost like the In-N-Out Shake Shack, which is also another deeper comparison for another day. I think as long as these brands exist, they're going to continue to be compared against each other. I've had both. I must say, I think I've enjoyed eating Impossible a little more, but Beyond has still been very tasty. The main, I think, consumer advantage you have is that you can go and normally and just go buy Beyond. You still can't buy Impossible at the grocery store. You can only get it if you... I know this but is where you're about to flex. this is Hypebeast fashion. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought this is the part where you're going to flex and be like, but I have some right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's another story. But um, I think they're both really tasty. I know Carl's Jr., was it early this year or late last year, they unveiled uh, a Beyond Burger at their restaurants. And then um, I saw another article that Red Robin's finally doing Impossible. I think White Castle was as well. Now I feel like it's like a power grab. Which of them can kind of partner up with these bigger brands first? And I guess that is kind of very hypebeast of them to kind of like try to take over the market like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fun debate that I think is going to keep going for years to come. And uh, I'm all for it because it just means that we get more and more inventive food out of it. This next one is from Eater. Instagram mastermind creates fake influencer account that racks up free meals. This is an impressive algorithm filled grift. I don't know if I'm impressed or irritated. I could be I'm both. jealous. Yeah, let's let's find out the more we get into it. A Manhattan data scientist is turning the social media influence world on its head by revealing that he created a bot that not only runs a successful Manhattan-themed Instagram account on its own, but also automatically solicits meals from restaurants for exchange for posts. So I guess my first question would be, too, like, if you're a restaurant and you get messaged by this account, are you, like, skeptical at all? Or are you more going to be like, hey, this could be a cool thing? I think for most restaurants, like, a free meal is nothing Uh, to them. I mean, maybe maybe The return on investment on this is way more than... $50 $50 meal, $100 meal, $200 meal, whatever. I guess that's true. I guess that's very true. But I guess it's you know it's still very controversial because it technically is stealing content in order to generate all this. Mm-hmm. And it says it, it, you know, it gets 50 to 100 followers a day, and the account has amassed up to, it says, like 20,000 followers now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Just the way I use Instagram, I always wonder, like, why do you people follow this stuff? I mean, yeah, maybe we want to look at really good food here and there and stuff, but... There's people out there. I mean, I follow some restaurants that I care about because I want to know what's going on. Yeah, but now I feel like 
almost like tainted knowing they like would have fallen for and a, a lot of people on instagram they're looking for people to follow so they know what to do i guess that's true too a lot of people don't know what to do so they're following these influencers to figure out what are they going to do next putting air quotes and in influencers yeah there's like a robot influencer I, I really want to know more about like this guy though this um let's see what's his name his name is chris buetti does he even like food is he is he using these free meals or is he just stacking up these free meal offers as like a flex maybe he's taking a lot of lady friends oh maybe you can only imagine. I mean, to be honest, he's just created something that does it automatically. And this is something that like people do on a day to day. So like throughout the day, my account methodically follows, unfollows and likes relevant users. That's, That's smart as fuck. Yeah. Also <laughs> creepy, though, too, because, you know, like we'll be talking about our group chats about, you know, you talk about something and then like later it shows up as a sponsored post on your timeline. You start to get creeped out about that kind of stuff, but then you're also like, but I'm also kind of hungry. So now it's kind of like these two worlds are kind of converging. Like the the world of me liking food versus me being scared of algorithms and, and Big Brother and that type of stuff. I mean, the thing is, like, both parties, like, win at the end of the day. He gets a free meal, and yeah. then the restaurant has more exposure because he does have 20,000 followers, you know? Yeah, I guess, yeah. So both both parties win. They win. I'm just creeped out. I don't know. I'm still creeped out, but... You know, if they're if it's working for them, then it's working oh, for them. Oh, so he passed this account to his friend who now runs it. Oh. Uh, he said, I'd rather do something where I can see dollars in my bank account going up. <laughs> but I guess I would do something where I could rather see meals go in my stomach going up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. So this last one is from blog to blog to.com what's that from for toronto which that's, i just realized right now <laughs> that's a first toronto is getting north america's first garfield themed restaurant again i have so many questions and the cover photo is a pizza shape of garfield's head which also looks like an onion to me <laughs> it kind of or like a bow like a bun or a <laughs> dumpling a, a dumpling <laughs> with the, like the little ears yes you know what it's the shape of his head i'm i'm a little as a completist, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't further the details of his head because mm -hmm. then they just arbitrarily pep uh, sprinkled the ingredients on the rest of the pie. So, like, there's just pepperoni and red onion. I'm also upset that it's a pizza. They should be selling lasagna. It does say you can get lasagna at the restaurant. And what also confused me was North America's first Garfield theme, meaning more than one. Or more like we're not the first ones to have these restaurants. Yeah. We isn't, isn't it an American product? Or so a story? Flan did a little bit more research when we were researching this article. <laughs> and uh, turns out this has been a thing for a while. This has been a... Because I was so confused on why is why now, today, yo, they have Garfield a, is relevant. Yo, they, they already have the app based, let alone they have an app for this restaurant. Mobile restaurant is already operating in Dubai. I just try to imagine like people in Dubai reading like, Garfield what? comics and I'm laughing. I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah. So it says that according to the Garfield Eats website, the co-founders Nathan Masri and Pascal Hader approached Garfield's original cartoonist Jim Davis to create the world's first Garfield-shaped pizza. And there will be a few different flavors. Uh, oh, I, I went ahead of the article. It also listed the pun names of the coffee. So we can get to that later. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just saw it right now. <laughs> um, we're just going to say it. A Garfuccino. Yeah. That's usually my kind of humor, which is why I, I did you did you read Garfield growing up? You know, to be honest, I don't I don't remember much about Garfield. I remember seeing a couple of the cartoons, but I didn't read. I definitely didn't read it, and I didn't like follow the show. But I, I definitely have watched mm. enough 
Like, th- you know, the Angela Mischief, and then there's lasagna. To be honest, that's all I remember. Lasagna yeah. is the only tidbit I remember. See, I used to think that the cartoons weren't made well. Like, I thought they were trash. Mm-hmm. When I used to read the comics, I thought they were a lot funnier. Like, you know, back when people actually got real newspapers brought to their mm-hmm. their houses, I would, like, look forward to Sundays and, like, finding the Garfield one. And, I mean, if you think about it conceptually, it does make a lot of sense. You know, one of his major character devices is that he loves food so much. So... Why not build something around that? I, I think you and I are still both very surprised that there's still such a big following where this is a thing. Yeah, because I was really confused. Like, um, I wasn't sure. Like, did Garfield make a comeback to children with children like this day? Like, because this is definitely children eating these well, box well, meals. Well, like Flan mentioned, Flan I think disagrees because in this photo, there's what he thinks is influencer hands. A, glass of wine <laughs> no one drinks wine in that kind of glass so so <laughs> maybe in dubai i don't know <laughs> you can see the post though doesn't it look like a very in- influencery post yes so maybe of children maybe <laughs> <laughs> not adults eating garfield maybe I'm, this is I'm one very of, weirded out by this maybe this is one of those fake accounts from the previous article we just talked about like <laughs> And I'm now, still weirded out that there's no, I don't see any lasagna. <laughs> well, I think like, okay, maybe it's in those boxes. They just didn't do a good job of staging this photo because you still just mainly see the pizzas, which again, I feel like if you actually went to the real restaurant, I feel like the, the staff would get lazy and not make it accurate anymore. Oh, can like, you imagine? It looks, ha- like, it looks like, like a, a blob. XLB now. Yeah, like a blob. Because <laughs> like even the, you can't make out the ears that well. And my main gripe is like they don't add more features for the face. Like there's no things to indicate the eyeballs, the nose. So Get on li- that bento box level. <laughs> Yo, some of those are super accurate. <laughs> yes. I've seen, some, like, you don't even want to eat them anymore because they look so pretty or, or nice. What trips me out also is Garfield Eats plans to open more locations worldwide by 2025. What a, what like, a, what a futuristic. Why is Garfield ex- so much bigger than I thought? Like, this is insane to me. <laughs> but my favorite, favorite, favorite part of this article as a, as a reader of the comics back in the day is the Toronto one will be opening in April. Let's just hope it's not on a Monday because Garfield hates Mondays. <laughs> All right. It's that time again. What time it is? The most controversial bit on this podcast. Oh, shit. It's called Sauce on You. We list three food items. You have to pick one to never have again. I am so excited. Dude. We have Chuck D. McLovin. Is it hashtag smacking? It's schmackin'. No, it's schmackin'. Schmackin'. Hashtag schmackin'. One of the most... Anticipated guests we've ever wanted to have on this show. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Big time all listener. You do is follow at Chuck D. McLevin for all your Bay Area food or, news or reviews. come party with him and you will never regret it. And uh, if you want to feel sure. like you're not living life, you just got to come up and show up and see Charles dance. Oh, you guys are too good. And admire <laughs> how cool his outfit is because he always comes he dripped. He is always dripped in swagoo. Swagoo. He's wearing the cat flipping you off. Uh, rip it, it's rip and dip, baby. Yeah, but shirt right now. That's totally off topic right now. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here, Charles. dude. I've always wanted to be on here, so yeah, we got, we've always wanted to join here. Akur represent. Oh, finally, finally, hype finally, food. here. This is a hype food. This hype is a food. Akur. If you don't keep up with Charles's yeah. food reviews now on his Instagram. Um, especially if you have dietary restrictions, if you're vegan, vegetarian, Yo, um, you're, sleep- you're sleeping. If well, you're like not I like to dub you, like I like what I call you, gout clout. Yes, gout, gout clout is finally here. Goutish chambino, goutish <laughs> chambino, yes. and no, for real, on on like some shit, like you got to show me how someone could celebrate and still enjoy the restrictions and not really feel bad about what they can't have, really enjoy and really. 
you know, make you feel bad that you're not eating stuff, even though you have that restriction. And I think because like our our network is, we are so caring. Like we're open to yeah. Pat try, ourselves on the back. We try. We open. You to guys try are. everything, right? Like for your birthday, we went to uh, what is it called? Lotus uh, uh, somewhere in Chinatown, right? Good, good. Jen, go. What was the spot sure. called? We it went for Charles' birthday. Golden Lotus. It wasn't that one. Enjoy. Enjoy vegetarian. Enjoy vegetarian. If it wasn't for your birthday, I feel like I never would have tried it. And that shit was fire. Dude, the the air quote honey walnut shrimp. Yo. Quotations around the I walnut remember, shrimp was amazing. I remember you that were was like, that was really I good. know you guys all like this and I've never had it. And then you finally got to eat it and I was like, yo, it's the same shit. Dude, right. it was so good. I'm always craving something where it has the same texture as... What you used to be used to eating. What I used to So eat. for the listeners, explain to people your dietary restriction. Ooh, okay. So my dietary restriction is I can't eat anything of red meat. Uh, so that would be beef. I just can't have pork either. Oh, let's see. Can't have anything with greens. Shellfish. Shellfish. Definitely no, no shellfish. No crab. These things have tendencies to uh, raise uric acid levels in my body, which then If you become, have... Um, if you have gout, if you have gout, it'll make your joints inflame. It's not fun. It's not fun. So I have to look out at what I eat. So also a beer and wine. I can't have a lot of that. So because but of yo, the, the wheat, right? But to see how much you've it, been it able to, to do that, yeah. To see how much you've been able to enjoy despite those kind of restrictions, and to still see you have fun and dance ways I only <laughs> could imagine of dancing, with those restrictions, with those risks. There's has, al- I feel like there's always if there's a will, there's a way. There is. I mean, um, it's it's really easy when I have uh, people who are willing to try new things with me. It's a new journey. I get to try a lot of different fake meats. Oh, I know. Um, I love it. My, my right? twin, Pamp. My pin twamp is always down for hey, the Pamp. cause. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. Where's hey, cousin Pamp. at? She's waving. Yeah, she's, uh, she gets to have me be her uh, guinea pig when it comes to imitation meats or anything vegetarian uh anything and she just comes up with these crazy concoctions that are just ridiculously Dude, good. Dude, it's super inspiring. <laughs> to like to see like the kind of the compromises you can have from what these normal dishes you yeah, would think man. are to see what your the versions of them you're able to have. Right. It's insane and it makes me wish I could be eating it the same moment you're eating it and I can't because that's what Instagram stories <laughs> are. You get there's, no taste, there's no taste of vision. Yes. There's just uh, you got to come through and uh, we got to experience all this Bay Area food together. And yes. Hashtag schmackin'. Yeah, schmackin' with you. Schmackin'. Okay, without further ado, I think this. I have picked three food items that um, entail what are what Charles can have that are things we all three of us love very dearly. And I, I, I hope this will be a, a very fruitful sauce on you, which we can all eat fruit, so it's all good. Okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. For the three got-friendly food items. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's okay. do this. Here we go. I'm going to go with sourdough bread, cheese, and runny eggs. Ooh. All oh, yeah. very essential brunch things, yes. which is what we all do after we've uh, had Saturday Too Hard. Can I elaborate more on the runny eggs? Sure. Let's so, do like, are you talking sunny side up? As long as the yolk is Instagram appropriate. So, I can't, like, softball egg doesn't count. count. No, I think but- it could count. As long as the egg runneth over your Instagram boomerang, you're fine. All right. Okay. So, that's what I would have to keep. Okay. That's a keeper. That's a keeper. Okay. That's so hard. I know. You know how the segment works. I love all three tremendously. I know. That's why we're doing this. So let me make it even more broad. Cheese, eggs, or bread. Ah. I was trying to make it sound fancy with like the the descriptors earlier, but no, let's just say cheese, eggs, or bread. I'm going to get rid of egg for this one. 
I love bread. You heard Charles. I love bread more than rice, which is my rite of passage. (laughs) I'm kind of in the same boat with potatoes, though. I love bread more than rice. Okay. Cheese, I fucking love cheese. The stinkier, the better. Yeah. Hence your other Instagram name. Oh, yeah, Brie FF. Brie FF, baby. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get rid of eggs. Oh, that hurts, but I can see why the, you're... I'm just going to eat the chicken instead. Oh, what came after? Hey, <laughs> or first. All right, Gout Clout. I've been wanting to say that for forever, by the way. Gout oh, Clout, yeah, baby. That, that's a name coined by you, so... I'll, I'll, I'll take go by it? That. I'll take that. I'll take okay, that. sure. Thank you. I like it. I needed that today. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. I am number one keeping runny eggs. Okay. Number one, that's my favorite thing, go-to... I, I don't even know if I can get rid of that. Ever. I do see those a lot on your Instagram story. Yeah, eggs is goddess. I, I, I guess. Are you thankful that that falls within your okay oh, man. dietary restrictions? You throw an egg in anything, ramen. Th- throw it in the morning, just fried egg and just you know over rice. It's all good. I mean, it goes with everything. Nature's gravy. For me, it is. Not a lot of people, you know, agree, but for me, runny egg is essential. So when you get a che- when you get a, a silog, Ooh. it's runny egg. I mean, select. Is that in the definition? That's in the definition. Have fried egg with your whatever egg, you're eating. Egg, so right? it's got to be at least a fried egg. Gout clout uh, or no gout clout? It part that comes with it. Ooh, it comes through. It comes through. Let's see. I would say sourdough. I got to keep. I mean, growing up in San Francisco, and the fact that my wife would kill me if I said, "Hey, no hey, to cousin, sourdough. hey, Pam." I love sourdough. She loves sourdough. That's why you guys are twins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sourdough love, bread sourdough. just also goes with. Egg, so you know I gotta keep that. But it does go together. Cheese, though, I might have to get rid of cheese. Oh, yeah, for me, that's a toughie. For me, though, I I don't put cheese on a lot of stuff, and even when I have it on things that you would think would be good with cheese, it's just the extra flavor that you're feeling would I, I would feel enhance that. things. I feel so that. it's it's an enhancer, kind of like well, sometimes ketchup is. An but enhancer, it's also but the I mean, topping I would like on all things if I could. Hmm. Eggs or cheese? I'm yes. getting rid of cheese. Oh, cheese. cheese is gone. Cheese is gone for me. Queso oh. is bye bye. I oh. can't stand Queso it. Queso is hasta la vista. Oof. Yeah. It's hasta. Unless it's in the quesadilla, no, Suiza. And that's my thing. I'll have cheese in that, but you can have a. Wow. Can have a substitute something else <laughs> besides that. Oh, my. Okay, you know that chunk so good. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Charles, thank you so much for being on our show. Hey, I didn't get mine yet. Oh, okay. oh I'm sorry. Hey, birthday I'm boys, sorry. The birthday boy's turn. I forgot to cut him off. Don't apologize. I'll just hold that against you later. It's fine. Okay, I'm dropping eggs. Dropping eggs? Right away. Eggs are gone. Ooh. Eggs are gone. Because they're already inbred. Another dagger. Ooh, ow. They're already inbred. A lot of breads okay, that I really okay, admire, okay. Yorkshire pudding, um, they're oh, already right. in there. I do appreciate the texture they give when it's a runny yolk, but that's only when it's a runny yolk. You know, there can be plenty of circumstances when the egg is not runny and I don't get to benefit in the same texture. Bread and cheese have kind of gotten me through other stages of my life way more than others have. So for that reason, I need to keep cheese and bread. They've, they've gotten me through a lot more. They continue to help me in times of need more often than runny eggs are. Because runny eggs are more like a delicacy. And um, as long as they're staying in my bread and can, and can fulfill me that way, I'm okay getting rid of them for the other two. Okay, now where are the plugs you wanted to ask for uh, Gout Cloud over here? Charles, I'm 
so happy you were a guest on our show finally. Oh, man. Yeah, this, this because is because of our so good. Uh, schedules. It's been tough to get it's you been on. Tough. I'm, I actually just came off work, so you know. You did, and I yeah. appreciate that so much. <laughs> I'm so happy you made tonight happen. Oh man, it means yeah. the most to me to we just actually be so able to much. be here. And hopefully we that means Chuck you can, D. McLovin. Hopefully that means you could be back more. But I'm really glad you could finally have something on record with us. So how True. can everyone find you? Uh, come out, right? <laughs> come Eight, through first. Come through, hang out with us at all of our events. And learn that having dietary restrictions doesn't have to suck, right? No, I think that's the biggest lesson suck. I've learned from you. Gotta, you got a partner in crime. Having dietary restrictions does not have to suck. Yeah. And you really showed me how to celebrate that. So oh, thank you. You helped me because you're willing to try new stuff and you're willing to have great recommendations for me to try. So, Yo, you know, I'm we still have a few more on the list. We got to go oh, to Soli Vegan you know, soon, right? We're just blessed to be in the Bay Area, super freaking diverse with food and just being able to say, I'm craving this, we'll Hell go there. Yeah. Let's so, do it. Super lucky. Dude, thank you so much for finally being on. Thank Hopefully you. it'll be uh, another time you. soon. Gout clout, baby. Gout clout forever. Gout clout. Hey. All day. Well, that wraps up our show. It does. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate all the love and support that you give. We have an Instagram account. We've got a lot of things. We've got a lot of things. A lot, a lot of um, things. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, hit like and subscribe. What do you got coming up? Uh, we're going to Dayho again. Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. What's this cyclone, Jenny? Shout of, out three weeks in a row? Three shows in a row? Well, a lot of people are like finding out about it now. And so I, I have a friend that's gone like 11 times now since it's oh open. Oh my God. Which is a lot. <laughs> um, and he said the lines are getting crazier and crazier. So... If you want to hear about our first meal experience there, uh, that would be in our previous show before this one. Yeah, I'm excited for day hoes. And then, uh, I mean, day ho. Because <laughs> we are the day hoes. <laughs> Undiscovered is hosting a two-week-long pop-up. Uh, Filipino chefs in the Bay Area. I don't think anything like this has ever happened before. I don't think so either. Pretty cool. Um, so it's called uh, Culinary Confidential with K's. <laughs> I'm actually going to be working day one. Uh, so it's April 1st. I'm going to be working along with Barya Kitchen. Super excited Shout for that. Shout out to Rod. Um, this is going to be his first uh, sit-down pop-up. Nice. I'm um, so excited for that. And yeah, there's there's a lot going on. So you basically need to subscribe to Undiscovered and then uh, be in the loop. And ticket sales are going on right now. And I believe there's five each week. Five different ones every each week. And if you're like the kind of person that likes finding that cutty meal or finding like that secret thing that not everyone's eating, like me, this is the kind of event that you need to hit up because it's kind of like secretive. And what's so neat about this is like none of them are doing something similar to each other. Mm -hmm. They're all completely different. So by the time this show is out, I believe the first week is probably done and there should be another week. There's a second happening. week, yeah. 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 Depending so, yeah. on the day we get this out, but... Just know that this is coming out during the event. Yeah, so... Get, get on it now. Get on it now and maybe get on to the second week of it. Yeah. You got anything else coming up? Nope. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. My life is really bubbly. <laughs>